Uh, hi, this is Sugandhi Ayer for the Joyful Manifestation Show and the Good Fortune Show. Today we are kind of going to do a combination of the two so that you have the benefits of both the shows. And uh, excuse me for being late, I'm kind of in a forest <laughs> situation. Yeah, so I travel to the forest and I am in a forest, but in a hotel that's kind of on the little bit on the outskirts of the forest. So you have to travel through the forest to get to this hotel. And it's fantastic because on the way, <laughs> they have tigers and monkeys and elephants and other wildlife over here. And it's absolutely gorgeous because you kind of have to travel up a hill and then get to this hotel over here. Um, the night, of course, it was fantastic. And uh, today morning. And so if you feel a little bit of variations in communication, like variation in speed, don't mind. We are, of course, on top of a hill here. And um, so it's going to be a little bit up and down, but please don't mind. Please forgive me. So we woke up to a fantastic uh, mist situation. Call it a mist or fog so all the forest was covered up with it and we're at a height so we can see we're above the level of the trees so we can see all the trees and all of this misty feeling that you have over here so i hope you're doing well and you know the joyful manifestation show and the good fortune show are sister shows and they're supposed to get you to a place where you kind of appreciate life and you appreciate what you have going for you already. All the adventures, everything that you do, you can appreciate all of it and be a part of the fantasticness of this planet. I watched a movie just a couple of days ago and it's about an alien who comes to Earth and he's in search of a piece of rock that broke away from his planet, which is very powerful piece of rock that some negative person was using to drill to the core of the earth and uh, get some fuel, an alternative fuel. And then he would be the only person who could go to that depth drill using this rock. It has some powers, but then was not thinking of all the poisonous gases that would be released, et cetera, et cetera. So it was like a good person versus bad person kind of a movie, but with a lot of alien involved in it. The alien, of course, was on the side of the good. Yes, it was a good alien. And um, he wanted to help. His duty was to take away the piece of rock. Now, we won't go into whether this is a doable scenario or this whole scenario is imagined. Of course, it was imagined. But the whole thing was about power and money and alien involved in it. <laughs> he was solving the situation for a change, along with the hero, of course, who got some of his powers, the alien's powers. End of the movie, he was walking on water to save people. So a kind of a Superman movie also. And then there was another movie that was a Superman movie, all released in the same week. But here he gets the powers of a god. So why all this interest in becoming Superman? Why all this interest in getting some kind of power that would, and we're not talking about the rock and the digging the earth 
for fuel situation, we're not talking about that. We're talking about power of the people who want to save people. Why? Why is this desire there to be a superman, a superhero? Where does this come from? It is connected to this knowledge that we have that we are all parts of God, that we are all God, that we have the divine within us, that if we invoke this divine, we can do amazing, amazing things. However, in movies, they always show the power to be that of jumping off heights and being safe, flying into the air, flying through air, taking on a ton of people that they can fight easily, correct? And then waving hands at things and objects start moving around magically, correct? So all of these things happen for a Superman. So it's most times mind and body related where they're trying to show physical strength. However, let's say we don't have this Superman portion with us right now, and so we can't gulp it down and grow these muscles and, uh, you know, become, what is it, bionic? I don't know what it's called, but somebody who has these amazing physical abilities of moving things around and taking on a ton of people, fighting them off easily, flying into the air, all of these Superman physical attributes are not there, maybe not to that extent, so maybe some people have some of it. But what if we understood that this whole universe is made according or based on some laws? And by triggering these laws, by triggering something in space, we then have a butterfly effect, pinball effect on something else. And with this knowledge of what is happening in the space around us and how this whole thing works, the attraction factor, correct? We would be super men. We would be super women. We would be able to make things happen that others may not know how to make it happen. So all of the Superman hero thingies it's based on this, that there's something in the universe that if we touch or if we come into contact with some force, then we can have certain results from that. And things can happen. It's almost like trigger points. You trigger something, it goes and has an effect on something else. And then the pinball effect, the butterfly effect, whatever that means, correct? There are people here who are listening like, what is she talking about? But I think you know what I'm talking about. It's when you, when you put into motion something that goes and triggers many other things in the space around us and then goes and has an effect somewhere else. And that is how they use Reiki and they have distant healing. Even in pranic healing, they have distant healing. And you're able to send Reiki anywhere just by thinking of that person, 
focusing or having their photograph. You can do pranic healing using that. And so obviously that the energy that is here is also there at the same time or that it travels super fast. There is some effect that if you think of something, then a wave from you goes out and touches something else. And then that changes. And unless it changes from you or you cause it to happen. So the change starts from you. You send something out. Could be an intention, correct? And then it travels and has an effect on something else and changes all of that around it. If you have watched the second Aquaman movie, I think it's The Lost Kingdom, but I just watched watched it recently. I just remember it as Aquaman 2, correct? And in Aquaman 2, he has a kid, the hero, and um, he's a king of the underworld, the water, the Atlantis, whatever it is. And so then he has a baby. The kid sits in front of the aquarium. It's a baby still. And it's sending out thought waves to the fishes in the aquarium. And Aquaman notices it, and so does his father. And they notice that the child is sending out thought bubbles. And it's shown like thought bubbles, and it goes out, and it's received by the fishes, and they're so busy listening to him. He had some power. He has power. This little aqua baby, Aquaman baby, has power. So then this is acknowledged. The possibility that these things can happen is acknowledged even in movies, that there is something out there. And so if they're showing it in this particular way in Aquaman 2, then think about it. So if we're the baby and we're sending out these thought bubbles and it's going out into space and it has an effect on some other creature or some other situation and as effective as our thought bubbles are, as strong as they are, as potent as they are, they go there and they have an effect. Now, the Joyful Manifestation show always talks about money manifestation and it talks about soulmate manifestation, correct? The Good Fortune show is mostly to get you into good fortune directly, though we do talk about all these things. Now, if you combine it, what happens is that any good fortune bubble, thought bubble that you send out towards somebody is going to have an effect and impact on them. As long as, as long as you are not negatively impacting it. So we can positively impact something or we can negatively impact something. And it's all up to us how we impact the world around us, situations, people, places, things, and think about it, if we are thinking of a lover or a potential lover and we are sending them great and happy thought waves, it's going to have an impact. It's going to have an effect on them, for sure. 
you will see changes in them. You will see that they behave differently towards you. So how powerful are you? You don't have to be Aquaman <laughs> or Aquaman's baby to be able to do this, but how powerful are you? Just that you're a divine being. We don't all have to be aliens with super natural power. And trust me, I love aliens to the extent that I want my own spaceship. <laughs> How many of you there want your own spaceship? I would love to have one. And this alien has this big spaceship and then he has a small spaceship in it which he can, you know, fly around like a single being spaceship. And so beautiful. I want my own spaceship. And I want to be able to do what that alien does. Shape, shift, all of these things, camouflage itself, get invisible, be able to move things around. He just waves his hand and things move around. And of course, you know, with the law of attraction, we have to use our mind. We have to use our mind. I remember years ago when I was still in India and um, we moved to a place that was being developed and we built our home there, my family, and there was only mud roads around. And the main road, I was thinking, I was telling my mother, I wish they made this road up. I wish we had a good main road. And we just moved there. So the whole place was getting developed like a village, right? Becoming part of the city. And next thing I know, a day or two later, they're working on the road. There are people working on the road and the main road is being laid and tarred and all that stuff. And I'm like, oh my God, I just thought of this a day or two ago and it happened. So was it mere coincidence? Was it already going to happen? And I just happened to think of it at that moment or what was it that happened exactly over there? Because after I thought about it, I let it go. I was not checking up to see, oh, did they start the main road already? No, I didn't check up. I was surprised. The surprise, like it was a surprise element. So part of manifestation is if you've thought of something, you need to let it go. You think about it. Oh, I wish this happens or I wish that happens and then let it go. You're not supposed to follow up on it in as much as keep opening. You know how when we're cooking, if you keep opening the lid and then they say that it becomes slower. <laughs> That's what I've heard. But, or what is it? A watched pot or something doesn't boil fast or something like that, right? And so you think about it and then you let it go. And then you will be pleasantly surprised by how fast it happens. And so these are powerful manifesting thoughts that come from the core of us. And it comes as a surprise, almost to us, like we wouldn't have even been thinking about that subject all the time, like, oh, I wish the main road was there, I wish. No, these are thoughts that suddenly happen 
oh, I wish, mom, that they would construct the main road, correct? And then let it go. And then it's happened. People are there working on it. Next thing I know, it's finished very, very quickly. I didn't pay attention to any one of these things. So manifesting thoughts are thoughts that come out of us, surprise to ourselves, correct? And then it happens and it's given back to us, resolved by the universe as a surprise. Watched pot does not boil. Isn't that the saying? So we shouldn't watch. And that's why I tell people when they're doing soulmate manifestation, and so here we are bringing the joyful manifestation element into the show. When we're doing soulmate manifestation, we can't keep looking at the phone to see if he's called us. We can't keep looking at our text to see if he's texted us. Especially in cases where there is a bit of what I call communication karma between two people. And this is communication karma where the messages don't come quickly. The phone calls don't come often enough. There's not that much communication coming in or communication that comes in and then fades, comes in and then fades. And you know how many people in the world go through this? There are spaces during relationships and many times before a relationship starts when we are not sure of somebody or after relationship starts where there is some problem in momentum in that case don't look at your phone all the time to see if the person you want has called you or texted you. Also, in case of job interviews, again, we're bringing the joyful manifestation show in here. Don't look at your phone or email all the time to see if you received a call. Do it. Do it when you are not thinking about it. So almost like an automatic reaction, you just were busy with something, you just grab your phone and you look at it without thinking about it. If you do that, then in the meantime, the phone call would have come in, the text would have come in, the email would have come in. The reason is when you're looking at a phone and wondering when you're going to get a text or email or phone call or even a voicemail, right? Looking for that. When you're looking for it, if there is worry energy connected to you looking for something, then that worry energy would stop the text or email or phone call from coming in. Because what happens is, remember I said we are sending out thought bubbles? And we are sending out energy. We are projecting it. The worry is what is being projected from us. And if worry is projected from us, either as a thought or in our aura, however it is, the worry is not 
joyful energy. And so it's not joyful manifestation. And good fortune cannot come in. You know, this sounds so simple. And it is simple. It is simple to practice. And trust me when I say, billions of people around the world, and I'm using the word billions, do this. Billions of people around the world keep checking to see if they got the text, the call, the email from someone that they really want to hear from. It could be a lover. It could be work-related, money-related. And when they keep doing that, they are sending out worry energy. Worry energy is being projected out. When worry energy is projected out, joyful manifestation cannot happen. And good fortune does not get triggered for us. So very important that all of these things have a kind of automated feel about it. Meaning that we're not looking for the text or the phone call or the email with any kind of a negative vibration attached to it. But it's an automatic reaction or an automatic action where we pick it up just to scan casually. You know how people, they just pick up their phone and they're scanning casually. That's when the good news comes. In. A very casual scan of your emails, texts, and phone calls. You have to be in that mode of super casualness. I'm not talking of uncaringness. I'm talking of casualness where, have you seen boys, they just take their phone out and they're casually scanning through things? That's it, almost with a bored outlook. Oh, well, let's see what's, you know, what's common or what's new or I have nothing to do. I have nothing better to do. So I'm just checking it. And that's when you have your good news coming because it comes in when you're not projecting negative energy, body energy, or any one of these forms of negativity that people are constantly putting out towards the universe because that's what happens, right? It's pretty normal. It's human. Oh, that's another thing. I'm only human. And hence, this is how I respond. Well, ask an alien, <laughs> and since I'm just fresh out of an alien movie, right? So I'm pulling in the alien for everything. Ask an alien, he'll be saying, it's not good enough to be human, to manifest what you want. So when we say, oh, I'm only human. And so this is how I think and feel and behave where manifestation is concerned being human is not enough we have to be very deliberate in the feelings thoughts vibrations that we put out towards the universe because the universe is not being human when it's returning things back to us meaning to say what i mean is Let's say we have fictitious Jane and she loves fictitious John. And 
maybe she's being human when she is thinking about him and concerned that he's not called in a few days and weeks. And trust me, this happens all the time in soulmate manifestations. Fictitious Jane wants to hear from someone, but he doesn't contact her. So she's concerned. After all, she's just human, correct? And she sends out these vibrations of being concerned into space. The universe, which is like a Xerox machine, they say, is not going to be very caring and say, oh, fictitious Jane is just being concerned that fictitious John is not calling her. She's just being concerned. Let's be kind to her and have John call her. The universe doesn't think like that. The universe is simply matching the vibrations fictitious Jane is putting out. It's not trying to sort through fictitious Jane's vibrations to get to the truth behind everything. Because fictitious Jane has been sent to Earth as a manifesto in human form, the universe has to treat her as a manifesto. And then match her vibrations. So fictitious Jane has to make sure her vibrations do not contain the element of concern. It would be best if she could get into a space where she is in positive anticipation, happiness, joy, celebration, passion, love. But not emotional love, but a kind of a light, sweet love. So let's stick to happiness and joy. Joyful manifestation. So she should be in the vibration of joy where she says, I'm so sure that John's going to call me. I am so sure about it. I know that John's going to call me. And I'm just going to make sure that I'm within range in case he calls me, which I'm sure he will. So it's a kind of a dialogue where she's very sure and confident about it. She's just merely keeping herself physically in range. She's not now going to go check to see if he's cold or not. She's going to be busy with something else. Or if she's not in physical range, she can do whatever she wants to. She can go outside and, you know, the call's going to come wherever she is. If a phone's traveling with her or come to voicemail or a text or whatever it is. A very casual, happy approach to manifestation is required. And everyone out there has to be very, very deliberate in being casual and manifesting. And make sure that they are sticking to the higher vibrations of love, joy, celebration, and passion. Not giving out the low vibrations of concern. And any such emotions that would actually go out and create a kind of a shield that would stop good from coming in because like attracts like. So we're sending out positive vibrations and in return, what we get is that which matches the vibrations that are sent out by us. So, you know, we would like to take a couple of minutes break and listen to some music. So I'm just hoping 
that they put on some instrumental music because I'm going off for a couple of minutes and I just want you to hold on tight because I'm coming back soon. This is Sugandhi Ayer for the Good Fortune Show. Welcome back. We were doing some manifesting. And we were showing you how to take care of your communication karma. A lot of people have communication karma. And when communication karma happens, what it basically means, and remember, this is my title for this, but you can use anything you want. It happens because what you want or what fictitious Jane wants is still not fully developed in the energy. Or she's attracting energy that does not contain the words that she wants to hear. Sometimes energy does not contain communication at all. Sometimes it contains slow communication with gaps. Sometimes there is energy that has communication and then it's replaced by energy that has no communication. So then that's off and on communication. And all of these scenarios have been noticed by people in relationships where if there is a woman and she meets a man, for some time it 
looks like he's so interested. He wants to talk to her all the time. So the energy has a lot of communication and good communication in it. And that's what she's experiencing. Something happens or does not happen. And suddenly there is energy that is devoid of communication or very slow communication or off and on. And it looks like her love interest is no longer interested as much. This is a communication karma and this is a communication karma and it affects a lot of people. I work with people and we resolve this. I get them into energy where they get great communication and then they get a commitment. So it's not a relationship problem that's going on. It's more of any soulmate manifestation issue that's happening in such situations. And one has to resolve the manifestation issue, the soulmate manifestation issue, rather than think of it as an issue with the relationship itself. And if one thinks like that, that, oh, this is not a relationship issue, this is a soulmate manifestation issue, then we can work on that and completely fix this. And fictitious Jane, if she has not been hearing from fictitious John for some time, suddenly, oh, there is fictitious John being as awesome as ever. He's back. You know, he's back from outer space. <laughs> But in that song, you know, he's back and he's back from outer space. Na, 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 na. So in that song, however, she's talking of empowerment and how he's back from outer space. And I think she's getting ready to throw him out or reject him. But that's not how a person deals with things. In soulmate manifestation, one has to deal with it as a manifestation issue, not a relationship issue. Because if it's a relationship issue, when the person, as for the singer, he's, he's back from outer space, now she doesn't want him. I think that's how the song goes, right? Forgive me if I'm wrong. But something to that effect, where people get empowered in the meantime, when the guy is away, and now they're ready to kick him out when he is ready to come back. But if one treats this as a soulmate manifestation issue, then we deal with it as a manifestation issue. And so when he manifests back again, fictitious Jane can think to herself, yay, I manifested him back again. And she's clicking her fingers and maybe her heels too. That's how a person needs to think about something. If they take it personally, Oh, he hates me. That's why he went away. No, he does not hate you. It's the karma. It's the energy that's like that. It's the attraction factor that's like that. Because what happens is, okay, let's say that fictitious John was very nice to fictitious Jane, but then something happens and then he disappears into outer space and then he comes back. 
a fictitious Jane thinks of it as a relationship issue and then thinks, oh, this fictitious John, he's so full of it, he's so arrogant, and he disappeared on me, and now I don't want him back because I've grown beyond him, I've moved on, and I'm empowered, and I recognize my self-worth. Self-worth is not supposed to be used for false empowerment. This is not about that. And if she then kicks him out, because now she can take revenge and feel good about it, right? Guess what? Her energy vibration still has not changed. It's still going to be that men leave fictitious chain. And then come back when they want to. It's still going to beat that. And that fictitious Jane will beat her energy, will say. And fictitious Jane has to keep getting rid of men because they keep leaving her and they don't treat her well. It's not that fictitious Jane is then going to meet a really good guy who's going to treat her fantastically and continuously fantastically. Because it's in her energy that somebody treats her like that and then she has to get rid of him. Like she will repeat this pattern where she keeps having to get rid of men. But if fictitious Jane recognizes this as a pattern, as a manifestation pattern, as a soulmate manifestation pattern, then she is going to deal with it as a manifestation issue. And then come, of course, work with me. <laughs> Just kidding. But yes, why not? But you can listen to the shows, you can read the books, get up to date on what manifestation is, what soulmate manifestation is, and how to deal with situations. And of course, you know, I'm there to hold your hand through it and make sure that you send out the right energy so that you attract the right situations and also help you understand perspective. The last show, the Joyful Manifestation show, we spoke about perspective and focus. And we spoke about how we need to focus properly and get the right perspective. So one of the right perspectives to always have is this is not a personal issue. This is not meaning, or this does not mean that fictitious John is bad. It means that I project some energy that is attracting this to me, and I need to fix it. I need to learn how to manifest soulmates and to keep them. I need to learn how to manifest money and to keep it and to grow it. And if one approaches any topic in this particular way, they're basically fixing their manifestation issues. And remember I said a soulmate is a mirror? So then once this manifestation issue is fixed in whatever way that we decide to fix it, then what happens is John is going to, fictitious John is going to mirror back how amazing we are. That's what he's going to do. And good fortune, we're talking of good fortune, comes when we go beyond 
problems and issues. When we go beyond thinking that somebody doesn't want us, when we go beyond thinking that we're not worthy, but we also don't want to get into the energy where we get over-empowered and then we're busy to get our feet kicking out and kicking someone to the curb, basically, because we got empowered in the meantime. You have to think about it this way. You had the good fortune to attract John, fictitious John, in the first place. All you have to do is to maintain that and to grow it. It's all in the energy. Maybe there were energy patterns previously that had these imprints maybe in the past few years that somebody leaves us and goes away. Abandonment issues, correct? Cheating issues. These things could have been in the pattern, karmic pattern. And it could be in the karmic pattern of a sibling, of a parent, of friends. And then people take it on to themselves. Or it's their own karmic pattern. So the job is to fix the karmic pattern rather than to get falsely empowered and then get rid of somebody when they come back. Because, like I said, it creates another karmic pattern which says fictitious Jane is forced to get rid of her men at some point. And all of us here listening know that many women face this. Many men face it, where they feel forced to get rid of somebody, whether they love them or not, because something that they did. But that itself is a karmic pattern. And you have main karmic patterns, and then you've got sub-patterns, <laughs> and then you've got patterns coming from that. The best way is to always fix the main issue. And to realize that all of this thing where people are forced to get rid of somebody or forced to do this or this happens to them, all of these things are, what, are they, what do they call it when you have a product and then you have a byproduct, correct? Byproducts of something else that is happening. And then what happens is people get stuck and start focusing on the byproducts, on the negative effects of the main event. And then they're busy disliking somebody for the byproduct, negative byproducts. So it's better to cut through all this and fix the main issue. Because all of these are negative byproducts, and you don't want to focus on it and then get wrong perspectives of it, and then have to take wrong actions based on it. Something else is the main issue. And we want to focus on 
that and not on the byproducts that come from the main issue and everybody gets fooled it is maya it is a world based on illusion you know this whole world is god the all and it's consciousness manifesting itself as everything that's why they say our consciousness is what creates everything and what effects everything and then results come back from that and then again more consciousness being affected belief systems intentions thoughts manifestation law of attraction back to the same and then the vicious cycle has started again everybody has to cut through the karmic patterns that they have established and if somebody is so powerful as to establish these karmic patterns in the very very first place then they have to think that they are powerful enough to break that power is not only to create negative situations power is also to create positive situations and if somebody is powerful enough to have had enough negative thoughts to create a negative situation he or she has to assume that he or she is powerful enough to have enough positive thoughts to create a positive situation power works both ways and our intention is to always have good power positive power power that we can use to cut through the crap you've heard of this right cut through the crap get to the point buddy cut through the crap it happens all the time in manifestation we have to cut through the crap to get to the main point and the main point is he loves you she loves you you're amazing you're just amazing how can they not love you that is the main point you are loved you are loved and anything you choose to love loves you back because you're the creator you're a divine child of god you're god yourself and in this situation when one is god when is having to flow good fortune energy and you have to trust you have enough good fortune energy to get what you want you know i've been given the 2 minute warning so we're at the end of a show we will meet again for the joyful manifestation show 7 pm pacific standard time next friday until then i want you to have a great wonderful week and really 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 focus on the positive and um yeah subscribe to these shows because you know you're connecting to good energy this is sukandi i of signing off for the good fortune show have a wonderful rest of the day